we're party people. This time. This is Danny. And this is the Fried Squirms. We're here to get stoned and talk about horror movies. This week is I Spit on Your Grave. Apparently we got a theme going. Well, we kind of do have a theme going. Yeah, it fits. Because we also kind of know what we're doing next. But we'll get to that later. Yeah, way before we get there, as I said, we're here to get stoned and talk about horror movies. So as we start off every episode, let's get to our green hits. Danny, what is this, Jay, that you brought for me today? All right. So this week, once again, I went over to our friends at Flower and picked up a strain we've had several times on the show now, but I did pick up some Sour Diesel. Oh, this is the D? This is the D. Sometimes, I didn't know I've been sucking on the D. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes that happens, man. I've been known to do it. <laughs> you know, it's so cold in the D. <laughs> well, because it is known as Sour D or Sour Ds, it is a sativa-dominant hybrid strain. Now, some say that it was crossed between a mass super skunk and 91 chem dog, while others claim... It's a cross between Mexican sativa and a chem dog phenotype. So either way, you look forward to a high like no other. Now, this one is good for, you know, daytime use. It's a sativa. The word diesel itself in sour diesel, it doesn't come out of nowhere, of course, but uh, it's known basically before it's pungent aromas and a hint of lemon, right? And you can expect kind of like a, a nice little lemon aftertaste as well. So this one is good for people who suffer from like anxiety and bipolar disorder, chronic pain, stuff like that, depression, et cetera, et cetera. And it's nice if you want to get creative, energized, happy, and uplifted. So it's the bill. Oh, yeah. As per usual, I also went to Flower. Grab something I don't believe we've had on the show before. All right. Because I don't know if I've seen it before. This strain actually happens to have its own fucking Funko Pop chilling in my room right now. Nice. I think I know, you've got, I think I know where you're getting at with this. You've been sucking on some Baby Yoda. That's pretty nice. Now, Baby Yoda is an indica-dominant hybrid bred from Khalifa Kush and the Menthol. Which, by the way, I didn't know that there was a weed strain called the Menthol, but yeah, I kind of want to try it just because of the name. <laughs> no, that's pretty wild, isn't it? But that's that's neat. So like, and the Khalifa, you said? Yeah, Khalifa Kush. Was Khalifa Kush? <laughs> Spelled like Khalifa, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Being a hybrid but indica dominant, it's going to be a little bit more of like a chill out, but supposedly it has some of the focusing that you might get from a sativa. So. Okay. We'll see what ends up happening. I haven't actually grabbed one for myself yet, so I'm excited to see hear what you say about it because it's what I'm going to be smoking on for the rest of the week. <laughs> nice, hell yeah. And for terpenes, far and away, Mercine in the lead, not with a lot. I'm not going to lie. Like, the terpene profile in this is like 1%. But Yeah, that's not much on the Sardis either. Followed by Pinene and then... In a far-off third place is karyophyllene. With that, I'd like to remind everybody to go check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash fried squirms. At the lowest level, you could have been listening to this last week. At the highest level, you can hit us up on the Discord. And that sweet spot in between, you can hit all of our Patreon-only episodes, the most regular of which has been our gradual look back through our old catalog, re-listening and re-recording about these movies that we haven't watched in six, seven years. Yeah, it's been a hot minute for some of them. And it only gets longer away every time we record it. <laughs> that's true. So that's been an interesting journey. We have some fucking bangers coming up that I can't wait to get into because I don't know how we covered them the first time through. Next is Martyrs. Yeah, that's a big one. That's the biggie. <laughs> Uh, maybe I mean, one of the movies we've talked about more than almost any other movie on this podcast. I was going to say, you know, if, if, much to the chagrin of Quincy <laughs> <laughs> and Haley. What I think about it now is if you haven't joined our Patreon, now would probably be a good time because that film for us, it's, it's kind of a landmark, you know? And I mean, you can, you can go back through 
and see what we're going oh, to be doing next because we're going through our catalog, right? So, like, what's after Martyrs? I know yeah. that we looked at this before. <laughs> it's actually, um, oh, what the hell is it? That Leslie Nelson film. <laughs> Fucking Repossessed. Repossessed. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, so we've got that. And then we go on our slasher run, if I'm not mistaken, after that. Oh, so it's going to be, what, like Halloween? Yeah. Well, we probably did, like, Friday the 13th. 13th part four. Yep. Uh, which that's going to be fun. The final chapter we did also like sleepaway camp, I believe. Isn't that was that, that part? I think we did that afterwards. Okay, okay. okay. I don't think we did that as part. Well, of I know it. a nightmare on Elm Street is going to be in that run. How? Which one did we do? I think did we, we did the, one? the first one. Yeah, I think we if did I'm not the first mistaken. One. Yeah. You. I mean, like I said, we can look this up. I'm I know take a look. we're stoners. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to go off memory. I know somewhere in that mix we're going to do Leslie Vernon, which I'm really excited about. Savage Land. We kind of got. Uh, in between that mix too, which is going to be fun. All right, Martyrs, Repossessed, Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, Final Chapter, Nightmare on Elm Street, Child's Play. Oh, nice. Savage Land, which doesn't fit into the theme, right? But, but that's you know, when it happened, it makes sense as you follow us. <laughs> oh, so we're going to get to that before the year's out. Yeah, that's going to be fun, man. I've talked to somebody who potentially might be up for it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Scream behind yeah. the mask. That's going to be Tucker and Dale. Oh, that's so good. Poughkeepsie. Imprint. Dude, those are bangers. Baskin. Oh, my God. Oh. Red State. Wow, Tusk. Tusk is in there. Witchfinder General. Wow. Raw. Green room, get out. We're fucking loaded. Yeah, we were like the lowest swinging for the fences. <laughs> the lowest dip is repossessed. Yeah, because it's like, and when your lowest dip is Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, no, dude. I don't consider that a low. No, we've we've been a lot lower than that. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, at some point, but yeah, it's interesting nonetheless. At some point, we will have to rewatch Belco and Death House. Yeah. I, you know, it's it's in our catalog. Luckily, they're kind of far away. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, for those who are curious, Death House is 95. That was a 90, okay. 95th. Yeah, we're a ways off still, <laughs> thankfully. Yeah, so yeah, we've got quite a way to go. I mean, three Satans are still cool, though. No, I agree. Anyway. It's the concept that's cool. Patreon.com slash fried squirms. Oh, let's get into the guts and bolts of I Spit on Your Grave. Guts and bolts. All right. Guts and bolts. I spit on your grave. Who and what went into the making of this movie? Spoiler free. Start off with your spoiler free setup for the movie. Much like last week, <laughs> I'm going to do a slight warning right from the get go. You have to. The plot of this movie is based around a sexual assault. That's when it turns into a revenge horror after that happens. So big warning up front. We'll re-mention it again before we go into shit, but a woman is sexually assaulted and goes on a revenge spree against her tormentors. I mean, that's, that's what this is. Spoiler free setup. <laughs> I know, <right? laughs> it's as spoiler free as you can get. Nice. All right. So this week, of course we do like to talk about our cast and crew and we have director mayor Zarki. This gentleman is known for such films as Don't Mess With My Sister and also I Spit On Your Grave, Deja Vu. All right, he's also the writer on this project in this film. A couple of things of note from him in terms of his writing credits are the film Rachel and the film Nini. All right, we have cinematographer Nuri Habib. He was known as Yuri Habib on this project. But a few films of note from him. He was a DP on Without Home, and he was actually the director on the film Rachel. All right, Mir Zarki is also our editor. He's one of our producers along with Joseph Zabeda. Production companies on this are Barkel Creations. Distributors are Cinemagic. They help with the 1978 United States theatrical release. There's actually a little side nugget that goes along with that. And the Jerry Gross organization, they help with the 1980 United States retitled and re-release for theaters. All right. Its release date was May 23rd, 1978 at the Cannes Film Festival in France. Also November 22nd, 1978 here in the United States. 
and then July 16th, 1980 for that re-release here in the United States. Right, I had an estimated budget somewhere about 80 to about 90,000 bucks. And the tagline I've got for this one is, after it was all over, she waited, then she struck back in a way only a woman can. I'm surprised you didn't go with the tagline that they had to update for the Blu-ray. Yeah, which one did you get? Uh, uh, this woman has just cut, chopped, oh, yeah. broken, and burned five men beyond recognition, but no jury in America would ever convict her. I spit on your grave. AKA. An act of revenge. Yeah, we'll talk about the AKA here in a little bit. Real quick, though. Yeah, yeah, no, you're fine. When they re-released it for the Blu-ray, they cut out the and burned. Yeah. Because that doesn't happen. Exactly. So that's it's interesting. There's a little trivia that goes along with that as well, which is kind of cool. All right. So moving into the cast, we've got Camille Keaton. She plays the role of Jennifer Hills. Now, here's something interesting for a couple of different reasons. One reason being because we've already talked about one of the films she was in, <laughs> which oh. was episode 95. Guess what she was in? 90. Wait, wait, wait. Is she in Death House? <laughs> Yes, she is. And she's also, in our more recent episode we did, uh, it wasn't too long ago, but we did episode 280 when we did Lords of Salem. Oh, right. Yeah. All right. Now, a few other films of note. She was in a giallo entitled What Have You Done to Solange? She was also in the film Tragic Ceremony, and she reprised her role in I Spit on Your Grave, Deja Vu. All right, we've got... Have you seen What Have You Done with Solange? That is one of the few, if I'm not mistaken, I haven't seen. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. I was curious once I saw she was in a giallo, but. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm almost certain I haven't. All right. Do you own it? Because I know that you have not seen I, I a lot like, of movies that you own. Yeah, that's very true. I was like, I don't, I'm trying to think because I got a lot of Arrow. They have a lot. Right. And I'm like, I might, but I'm leaning towards I probably don't, but I'll check back in with you on that. <laughs> I have to look through my collection. All right. We have uh, Aaron Tabor. He plays the role of Johnny Stillman. The only other thing of note from him, he was actually a tourist in the film Bullet, but he wasn't accredited in that role. All right now, the rest of this cast, this is, like, honestly, this is the only thing of note from them because they didn't do any other project that I can tell. All right, we've got Richard Pace plays the role of Matthew Duncan. He's like the slow guy. Right. We'll call him that in the film. All right, we've got Anthony Nichols plays the role of Stanley Woods. Gunter Kleeman, he plays the, uh, the role of Andy Trinsky. This guy that plays the harmonica. Right. Overalls. All right, we've got Alexis Magnotti. She plays the role of Becky Stillman, who is Johnny's wife. Tammy Zarki plays Melissa Stillman, Johnny's daughter. And Terry Zarki plays the role of Johnny Stillman Jr., who's Johnny's son. There's a couple other people, but once again, that's really the only thing of note from them. And that pretty much rounds out our cast and crew. You gave us a pretty much a brief setup of what the film's about. Should give some warnings if what we didn't already say was warning enough. Like, this film is infamous for its rape scene. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's we'll a get long in, sequence. Let's put it that way. I was about to say, we'll get into it more. Like, right. lots of places bring up that it's like a 30-minute segment of the movie. While technically true. Right. But it's not like not, entirely. The, that's not the entirety of it. This isn't irreversible. No, 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 no. It's not like, it's not that. It's spread over the course of a 25-minute segment, mm -hmm. if you want to call it that. But still. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, we're not trying to downplay it. No, no, no. It's not like, you're all. not going to see it for 25 minutes straight. It's not like that. But it's also a 25-minute segment of the movie. Right, because that's what it entails <laughs> for those 25 minutes. Nudity, violence, yes. Yes. Uh, language, blood. Yes. A very tiny bit of gore. Yes, there's uh, a hanging... There's some uh, motorsports mm -hmm. stuff with water. <laughs> that stuff is, yeah, I mean, but, you know, you never know. <laughs> you never know. And I guess that's it. Yeah, I mean, there, you know, like I said, with the nudity, it involves some mutilation, too. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, I mean, technically it does. speaking. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, outside of that, it's, you know, we, we pretty much covered it. I guess with that, let's uh, find out how I Spit on Your Grave made us squeal. How does that make you squeal? 
All right, I spit on your grave. So first off, I realized I'd never actually seen this. Okay, cool, cool. I might have seen the remake. I but now I'm that. calling that into question. Okay. Because I might just be thinking about the fact that I saw the Last House on the Left remake, which I know <laughs> I have seen that. Yeah. No, that's I cool. only think I've seen it the one time, but I know that I've seen that. Yeah, so. yeah. But it's kind of hard to just like pick apart revenge movies from that time period because both those remakes were made in the same time period. I think you're right. Oh, nine, ten, mm-hmm. somewhere around Somewhere there. around that same time period. So I don't fucking remember now. Like, but I, I had thought that I saw this and I knew, like, I knew what it's about, but no, this is my <laughs> first time. So that was kind of cool. Nice. I'm, I'm glad to like be able to check it off. You say Chekhov? Yeah. <laughs> Warning to the listeners, I guess the, like, I I have a feeling that the movie we talked about last week is going to get brought up a lot as well, because it's the easiest movie to compare it to. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard not to. Especially since we did them back to back. Yeah. (laughs) So, for us, it's an easy cross-reference at this point. So, I'm, I'm at kind of a weird spot with this movie, because... I would say that it's probably the harder movie to rewatch, but it's also a lot better, and I kind of want to rewatch it more. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, it fucking sucks because there's like a 30 minute rape sequence. Oh, no, right? But it's enough better that, like, I would kind of rather re put this in than Last. Than Last House on the Left. Yeah, I think I would too. Knowing what you get out of this film. Yeah, it's interesting, man. It, it, it's because <laughs> neither one of them really are like filmed. I'm like, oh, I really enjoy this film for They're pure. Fine. Yeah, for pure like mm-hmm. entertainment sake is what I'm getting at. For me, they're enjoyable when you do them kind of like in this format. I feel like when you're more or less kind of analyzing them and trying to think about what the message is and what it's trying to convey, you know, as opposed to just like, oh, what am I watching on the screen? Right. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm not just gonna throw either one of these on no, for fun. No, 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 no. That's what I'm getting at. It's like it, that's not what we're doing here. Yeah, it was fun to watch them, but it, like I said, not for entertainment sake solely. No, it's fun to watch them because <laughs> we watch horror movies. Right. Yeah, and this it makes what we're doing right now entertaining, which is I don't know. It's it's complicated sometimes, but not really. <laughs> yeah, and that's like, man, I don't know. 30 minutes of rape is a lot of fucking time. You know, if, if I'm going to be fair and honest, like... It's actually time, seven minutes of rape? The second time through, I was like, okay, I know what they're about to do. Let me just go ahead and skip through this little part. I didn't full-on skip through it, but, like, I was like, cool. And that's when I was, like, scrolling the phone, like... Yeah, it's like, checking you know out, what's like, happening. Reading different info and shit. Yeah, like, and I'm thinking the whole time, too, because I got my TV on, it's like... Yeah, they, like neighbors, if they hear it downstairs, they're going to think I'm some kind of weirdo. <laughs> but I'm like, it's just a movie. But yeah, anywho, yeah, I just like, just going to breeze past this part. I, I know what's happening. Yeah, I get the idea. So I don't know if it's fair to call my setup spoiler free, because that's, it is, a, like, that's only what the movie is. Like, the only yeah. spoilers is how she kills them, right? Like, right, right, exactly. And, and like, that she lives in the end, because, like, I guess that's not guaranteed, no, I mean, there's some, I mean, we can assume she lived within the frame of the film itself, mm-hmm. right? But after, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened, what came of it. Who knows? But the point being, yeah, is within the framework of the film itself. What I find interesting, too, is just like uh, how these guys in this setting were just so quick to, it's like, yeah, let's just go ahead and rape her. <laughs> It's weird how quick it was, but it the horror almost comes from how real like how real oh, these guys yeah. seem before that. You know what I mean? No, like, I, I agree with I've that. ran into townies like these assholes cuz you like they're out in the fucking sticks. Like not super sticks, but it's the sticks. Right, that's the impression it's trying Excuse me, that it's trying to give you. Yeah, that it's kind of out in the boonies if you want to call it mm-hmm. that or yeah. It's out in the woods. Probably the outskirts of a town. Probably a little bit bigger than the one that I grew up in, but yeah. probably not much. Yeah, because on on her drive from the city to that town or whatever the place she was staying at, it's like you see her driving through. It looks like some crossroads or some highways or you know some state roads or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, I've been through those. I think everybody's been through towns like that. And those towns feel like they're a little bit more tight knit than these guys is kind of running around <laughs> doing what they're doing. But that's beside the point. That's like, that's just a minor. That's critique. the thing though. Like she might be on the edge of town. I get that. that's what I'm saying. It's just yeah. a minor critique. It's not, it's not the, the point of the film, but yeah, you know, you're right. I mean, in terms of these guys alone, you got to have some characters who are, yeah, more or less just kind of like just some guys that are just kind of going through the motions. If you want to call that in life. And this seems like an opportunity to see the girl. <laughs> yeah. That kind of shit. <laughs> Yeah, so that, I mean that's whew, she was easy prey for them, and I think so they thought right. For me, that's where a lot of the horror in this yeah, movie comes. I, from, I agree with is that the too. fact that they feel so realistic, and then that it can just turn really fast, and you're like, oh shit! Well, now this isn't good. This isn't good at all. <laughs> no, and it just uh, for her at least in those. What, 25 minutes we talked about earlier? It's like, yeah, that's a nightmare. So first, before we get there, I want to say, God damn it, Matthew, why did you have to say that she was the kind of girl that you were into? <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of an easy and obvious choice for him at that moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can't blame him, but that's a good point. It's like he sets it up. He said he saw some boobies. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you saw what now? <laughs> why did I get to see any boobie? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the way I would imagine those guys took it. Well, and especially because they had already been ogling her down at the gas right, station. when she pulled up. Yep. So. She was asking for it. Shit. <laughs> I, I will say that I was distracted almost this entire fucking movie by how much, oh, what's his name? By how much Aaron Tabor looks like Oscar Isaac. Yeah, that's a good point. He kind of does. <laughs> and I was like, don't do it, Poe Dameron. Don't. <laughs> yeah, it's not worth it. <laughs> Duke Leto, don't. That is funny, dude. Yeah, she's a writer. She is going on this little, like, hiatus to the countryside yes. to write her first novel. She's wrote a bunch of other little things before. Shorts, but, yeah. Now mm-hmm. this is, like, her full-length novel and... uh so she's yeah. going out to the country to get away. and Yeah, she's got a character in mind, and she needs to find her character's voice and so forth and such. Yeah, so exactly. This is a nice kind of get away from the city so she can be at peace, some peace and quiet. The guys notice. Uh-huh. Teasing Matthew about being a virgin, say that they're going to get him abroad. He mentions that he's into this new gal. So, oh, really? Right. They were also into this new girl. Yeah, what a coincidence, right? Huh. And it turns out that they're all evil rapists. Yeah, none of these guys are good guys at all. And they're not just evil rapists because they're rapists. No. It's because, like, I will say the saving grace of the fucking 25-minute rape sequence is the fact that it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? I know like, what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It's not... Fucking four guys thrusting for 25 minutes. No, it's the way the, the events play out. Because it could have been that. It could have been. But, that. but Very it's easy. not. It's not that. In, in a way, it's kind of like a slow torture and kind of like a psychological thing. I was going to say, it honestly kind of reminds me of... So it's a it's a weird comparison to make because it's a different kind of horror and obviously yeah. not quite the same, a little bit of the same things go on, but it reminds me kind of like the Hills have eyes. Yeah. And how they kind of like, like they crucify the dad just to like sneak behind and they're doing all this shit and it's kind of drawn out. Yeah. I mean, it has a little bit of a deliverance vibe too. Yeah. Or vice versa. All right. This is skipping ahead just a little bit, but like, which do you want to hear less out in the fucking boonies? A banjo or a harmonica? <laughs> Damn, I know at this point, holy shit. Well, I grew up in the South, so oof, both of those instruments are <laughs> very prominent down there. Probably harmonica, because I, I like blues traveler a little bit. I like banjo players. <laughs> so I would probably err on that side. But yeah, I know what you're saying. It's The outcome is not any better. Um, you don't get buggered anyway. 
<laughs> that fucking that second time around, Jeez. that part tricked me because I knew it was happening, but I started like it's kind of some fun little harmonica. Yeah. And so like my my attention snapped back up. I was so like well, harmonica. Oh fuck. I'm like oh man. <laughs> no, not harmonica. Just more rape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. God damn. That's what it amounted to. I was gonna say either way you're gonna get buggered. Like we we don't need to go into details, but like the thing that's interesting, we've alluded to it a couple times, is it's drawn out. Like yeah, yeah. one guy assaults her. Well, first they're just fucking with her out on the lake. Yeah. Just kind of chasing her around or whatnot. Well, you know what? First off, I want to mention something else before we even get to that part. Yeah. Because before they catch her out on the lake, there's a part where she just gets annoyed because they're out on the lake and fucking around on their boat. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're literally showboating. Yeah, that's funny. But they are literally showboating. That's what it is. They are trying to flex out there on the water. Then they kind of fuck with her at night. Yes. And they're like making noises outside and shit. That that becomes a little bit more menacing at that point. The other stuff you could say is just like bravado and like say showboating, peacocking, whatever. Like it's more menacing and it's a step up. And as like the audience, we can infer what's going on. Yes. But I kind of feel like it doesn't go on long enough to really matter to her. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No, like, exactly. She's it's a little freaked like, out that night, but it happens so little that she can kind of just write it off. Yeah, and she's probably just thinking, like, oh, you're trying to fuck with me. Rather than, like, oh, no, like, I'm being terrorized, I'm being menaced. Yes. It's almost yeah. more like, weird night. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm just going to write this off as some people acting fucking weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it does start to ramp it up for the audience because we know, but... Right, of course, but she's kind of a, a little bit behind, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of information. Then they catch her out on the fucking boat. That was, I'm not going to lie, like, the way they catch her is kind of neat. Yeah. I haven't seen that before, where they just no. go grab her fucking mooring line and... Tie her off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, zip her around just on the fucking, fucking lake. Yeah, zip off down <laughs> to the other side of the lake, like... I don't even know if I would think of that. I don't know. Like, there's not fucking anything. Not that I'm trying to abduct somebody. No, but but there's nothing they can do about it. It's like, you either jump out or you go for the ride. And if you jump out, they're the one that has a a fucking outboard. Yeah. Like, it's going to suck. (laughs) It's going to suck. It's going to suck for you out there in the middle of the lake. Mm -hmm. Good luck. You're right, though. Like, what are you going to do? Nothing. I mean, sit there and take it, I guess. Sit there and wait to see what comes next. Yeah, that would be my option. It's like, I'm just going to ride this out, take my chances on the dry land. (laughs) (laughs) Then you still end up getting too close to him. I was going to say, like, the one chance you have is, like, maybe if you have a paddle and you're strong enough to pull yourself up the line, you know, even though they're holding it, and then bounce your fucking boat or the paddle and disable their outboard. Be nice. And then manage to paddle away faster that they can fucking swim. When you're starting fucking four feet from them, they were probably just jumping from your boat into their boat into yours anyway. But yeah, yeah. Like I said, it ain't happening. But like, it's the only <laughs> thing I can think of. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like you know, at some point, some kind of survival instinct has to kick in. It's like, all right, here, here are my options. I said, like, oh no. <laughs> So she gets taken to a secondary location. You never want to get taken to a secondary location. No, we kind of talked about this a couple of weeks ago, especially with Cannibal Frogs. It's like once you start getting it around multiple locations, it never spells anything good. No. Assault happens. Again, yep. <laughs> but then, so that's the thing. Like, it starts to get interesting because you're like, you're in this situation and like they're trying to get Matthew to do it and all this shit. And then they just let her go. And you're like, well. Okay. Okay. And, you know, she's gradually making her way back home. And she gets, like, I don't know, approximately halfway. Who the fuck knows? And then you start hearing the fucking harmonica. And you're like, the hell? Yep. It's like, oh, but wait, there's more. And turns out they've... This is where it comes in that they're not just evil rapists because they're rapists. It's because they're fucking terrorizing evil assholes. Because they've just been following her in the distance the entire time. Yep. Let her get halfway there. Assault yeah. her again. Wait, like she then she gets to the house. Assault her again. Yeah, no, and it's just like 
unrelenting at a point, you know, because she's just, at this point, she's just trying to not only survive, but just find some kind of, like, sanctuary mm-hmm. away from this. And it's like, nope, they're, they're already a couple steps ahead of her. They make fun of her riding. Yep. They start but <laughs> yeah, mocking rip her. Rip up their shit, rip up her shit, assault her again, and leave. Yes. And then they make their fatal mistake. If you're going to be an evil asshole, evil fucking rapist asshole, why do you trust Matthew to finish the job for you? Well, yeah, exactly. That's That was their fatal mistake, like you said, because he ain't it. And I get that they're trying to set him up. So if somebody goes down, it's Matthew going down. Because you'll notice that, like, fucking leader, what's his name? Johnny. Johnny doesn't pick the knife up off the ground. He makes Matthew do it. Yep. And then grabs around his hand to show him how to, do, like, do the yeah. fucking stab and shit. So they just want Matthew's fingerprints on it. Right. If, if there's going to be anybody linked to it, yeah, of course. That's, he's the scapegoat. But you know from the get-go he ain't going to get the job done. Right. I was going to make a joke, but here it goes. <laughs> I was like, we've already seen a couple of instances where we know this guy has a hard time finishing. <laughs> so why would you entrust him with, once again, finishing a job? Right. He ain't it. He ain't he the guy. Ain't <laughs> He's not the guy. I mean, if I was going to trust somebody, to be that fucking guy talking about suck it and all that other stuff. Right. That dude. He's a liability. Yeah. Like you, 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 you slap you guys, him a few times. You guys had to pull him off. <laughs> yeah. Because he was he was a, he was going, a savage. You, he was going beyond what you guys were cool with. Yeah, exactly. It's like, this dude's a savage. If you want it done, this is your guy. But no. No. No, no, no. And with old man. And obviously, once again, we know film, you don't have course, a movie if you make the well, it's like Yeah, it's, it's a film, of course. And that's okay. That's like... That, that, once again, is kind of like last week. It lends a little bit, if you want to call it frustration, or just like to the, I don't know, like keeping the movie going forward, but also kind of like, oh, why, yeah, why would they do that? Well, it's because it's setting up some shit here in a little bit. And it's not like we want them to get away. No, but no, But like, if no. you're trying to be smart and act in your own best interest. Right, we're, we're being, uh, <laughs> playing a devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, yeah, no, what would they think? And, well, they were not, they're characters. God. He's not it. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to... I'm hung up on that for just a second. Oh. He's not it. It's kind of funny when they learn Fucking later tiny on. tiny ain't it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, tiny ain't it. Depending on who you just grabbed, I mean, fucking Leatherface ain't it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. There's instances where, yeah, some of these guys have some sweet spots for the old gals. So, you know, you got to get somebody like an, like an Otis in there. You guys picked her in the first place because he had a sweet spot for her. Yeah, it's like easy. Of course, pickings. it ain't going to be him. No man. But you know, given that it's time period and all that other stuff, it's still kind of like pre slasher and all these other motifs and what mm-hmm. have you. So you know, this is more revenge. That's okay. But I know what you're saying. Regardless, he tricks his boys. Yeah, of course I did it. <laughs> yeah, look, here's the blade. I, just, I like how he just dips it into her blood. I mean, smart thinking on his part. Yeah, a, a lot smarter than bringing it back clean. Yeah, I mean, I give him credit at least for that. And she recovers. Yeah, I mean, there's there's like a 10-minute period roughly where she's just recovering. And she's yeah. like taping her manuscript back together yes. and doing some new writing. Trying to get back to some kind of normalcy. I feel like this movie was trying to say something about her, like trying to be allegorical with her taping her manuscript back together. Taping back the pieces. It. Whatever. Yeah, I I know what you're saying. It's they're not like this is a better film. Like, even though it was young Wes Craven on the last film, this is a better film than. Right. This guy's house on the left. You can definitely tell there's a little bit more. I guess thought process that went into it. But I'm also going to say he's not a good enough filmmaker to pull that scene off the way that it seems like it was intended. No, 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 no. That one feels a little bit more. I know you're saying. I think I get poetic in a sense. Right. I feel like I get what the intent was. Right. But execution wasn't there. No. And that's, you know, whatever. But we get it. We get it. We get it. (laughs) That ain't it, bro. (laughs) 
you need like I don't know, like a guadagnino to yeah to, to put the pull right. that off like that certain panache on it mm-hmm. yeah certain flair. And you know what, Luca Guadagnino, don't remake this. No, movie. He, no, 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 no. He's you were good with Suspiria, bro. Yeah, I know. Keep it at that. Keep it with that. We like that. This um, is for somebody else entirely. And that's the done. thing. That that entire ten minute sequence kind of feels like it's supposed to be this poetic her pulling herself back together, right? And she's pulling herself back together, but it doesn't feel poetic. It feels like it's supposed to be poetic. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. And you know, this is what we get instead. <laughs> that's okay. But you, yeah, you get the point though. It's like, all right, she's recuperated now. She's uh, which is it's another one of those. Uh, you could say it's. Maybe it's a metaphor or an allegory, right, mm-hmm. of uh, this woman rising from the ashes, or in this case, you know, from her assault and all that stuff. So she goes through a church and asks for forgiveness for what she's about to do. <laughs> that, that right there should tell you something's mm-hmm. about to happen. You know what I mean? If you haven't followed along uh, I, yet. I didn't write it down right. Did she go to the church before or after they noticed that she was still alive? I think it was before. Okay. Yeah. I think it was before. And then that's she kind of like, sets things into motion. Yeah. And then she started stalking them a little bit. At least that right, one Right. Because she sees that uh, dude has a family. Yeah. And then Once she, again, I think that's trying to do something more than what it actually does. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. And that's, I mean, it's okay. But yeah, exactly. You know. It adds into the fact that these like the horror behind these guys are that they're believable. And so it's like, Oh, you don't know who it is. It could be this loving family, man. Yeah. And you don't know what's actually going on behind That's, people's closed doors, but it's like, you, it's not focused on enough. No, you kind of get what he's going after. Like the intent of what they're trying to do, like humanize once again, these characters, but, and not necessarily humanize them in a good way. No, humanize no, no. them once again to be like, what is the it depths, could be, dark yeah. depths of man? It could be the guy next door. It could be this guy with a family. Yeah, exactly. It's what, not just a monster. It's a human. Right. What are the depths of human depravity or violence or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? That's kind of the point of this is, too, is, like, it's making it realistic in that sense. Right. It's not focused on enough. I agree. I, I agree because it's – this one does feel – I mean, yeah, it has its moment of really, you know, raw and kind of visceral emotions. And then it, I think in the turn, it, it turns more, I don't know, I keep saying the word cinematic, but it, it has more of a flair for like, like an action revenge. It, mm-hmm. it almost has a shift, you know. Yeah, it's still horror, but now it, it, it turns into something a little different. Fucking sorry, I just had a wild thought. That's all right. I, I don't even care the director because I feel like all the big name ones would knock it out of the park. If somebody is going to remake this ever again, you don't, nobody necessarily needs to. Yeah. Once again, the Koreans would knock it out of the park. I mean, in terms of revenge stories. Yeah. I mean, it's a kind of a no brainer. It would be a no brainer. Dark and emotional. Oh, and you talk about poetic, they would pull that off with such a flair. It'd be like kind of uh, dumbfounding a little bit because they know how to do it. Mm hmm. (laughs) I will say, oh my God, speaking of remaking it, I watched this on Tubi. Likewise, I did too. And after it was done, like it tried rolling straight into the remake and, you know, I I backed out and then it was giving suggestions for other things I should watch. And one of them was (laughs) what looked like a horrendously low budget, terrible action horror movie called I Spit on Your Tombstone. Oh, (laughs) Where it's a Comanche woman getting revenge on, like, five soldiers. Interesting. So somebody did spin it in a different narrative. I mean, it's it's taken <laughs> this, the frame, mm-hmm. and is inserting, like, yeah, different um, dynamics into it. And I was like, that's in it. Like, I was like, yeah. I, you know, I a had to scroll over to it to take a look. And, I, you know, yeah, I was reading the description, about. and I was like... That could be interesting. And then I looked over to the screenshot and I'm like, oh no, this looks like it was shot in somebody's backyard. Yeah, it's because, like, like I said, they probably took the idea and was like, hey, let's just make it about this instead. And it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, mm, I think I'm good. <laughs> what's the, uh, what's that production company? Is it Asylum Pictures that does all the, the fucking bad knockoffs? Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Somewhat, but yeah, I'm not sure of the name. I'm not sure. I, I can't I remember the name. I wish I did. 
Sorry. There's probably it. There probably is an asylum pictures and it's not them. And I just besmirched their name. So I'm sorry <laughs> if it's not you guys. <laughs> no, it's understandable, but nonetheless. Yeah. Okay. So they notice, they know to be scared. She's kind of already planning on going after them. She's been, you know, fucking checking out their locations, all that shit. It gets to the part of the movie that you're should be here for. I mean, to each their own, but I don't really in this particular movie. I don't think you should necessarily be there for the rave. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of a weird kink to have. But we get to the revenge. So the revenge uh, it's not plots, bad. it's not bad. Um, I kind of wish that somebody with more special effects prowess worked on this movie because there's a lot of good ideas went into it, and they're fine. Yeah, I like to say it's definitely not the... Uh... And the best in terms of like practical effects, but it's not bad either. If it still feels like a good payoff, like no, no, I don't, exactly. I don't want to sound like I'm bitching about it too much. Like this is the highlight of the movie: is she starts to get her revenge. It's a lot of really good ideas. She's offing yeah. these guys one by one. There's even like some symmetry in the way that they fucked with her. No, there is. There's uh, kind of like they frame it in a certain way where they're foreshadowing as well as kind of like callbacks. Mm-hmm. Maybe something that was said or done as well. Like, I get her using her sexuality to lure them back in. The fact that she actually lets Matthew oh, get bust. it is feels weird. And I don't know how. And yeah. I don't know how to further explain, like, why that doesn't seem quite right. But, like, okay. I, I also get just, like, you know, once you know again, what, like, controversial horror movie from the 70s, like... It's also just going to happen, I guess. So for me, because I, you know, sometimes I <laughs> mouth can flap a little bit. It's like, you know, I'm going to let the ladies give some of their takes on this because I, I feel like this is more gear like this particular like conversation mm-hmm. we're having right now. It's like, ah, for me, I can't I can't really <laughs> say how I would approach that without like just conjecture like Mm -hmm. that's all i have at best but yeah i don't know i don't know man that's kind of wild i know you're saying that it's like you understand why she was doing like using her sexuality to lure them in but you're right why would she allow him to like finish yeah or just even go through the motions to begin with it's like i can't speak especially with matthew right 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 because of any of the dudes he's the one that you're going to be most easily get off guard. <laughs> yeah, he's too easy at this point. But I, yeah, I don't, I don't mean to keep saying I know what you're saying, but the point is is what you're saying makes sense because it's like, yeah, you don't you don't have to to go to that length. You could have gotten with it like just feeling like, you know, touching you or whatever. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to let him bust off, but <laughs> like she chose to and that's well, you know, that was her choice. You know what though? Right before all of that, before Matthew gets there and shit, I think is some of the best fucking oh, black comedy in this movie. Man, it's good. When Matthew's freaking out, knowing that he has to go deliver to her place. Yeah, because he knows now it's a reality, because it's like, oh no. And he's looking in the back room, and dude's fucking... Sawing in the fucking head. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, you're fucked, bud. You can't escape this. That part is fucking brilliant. It I is. was rolling. Because it's you, such good dark comedy. <laughs> yeah, he can't escape his current predicament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, no, you got to go out there and face the music, bud. And he's like, I don't I don't know if it was a large chicken or a turkey, but he's like sawing it in half, like through the groin to get the two legs apart yeah, and shit. Like, and you're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's the butcher. So, mm-hmm. you know, you want to see it. That Yeah, that part was fucking brilliant. Yeah. It's just, you can tell he's he's just at his wit's end at that point because he's nervous as fuck. But he goes out there, and she, like I said, in a way seduces and, and lures him into her trap, her Venus fly, fly trap, and she uh, she hangs him. Now, here's something that's interesting about this part is the actor himself, Richard Pace, said when he was getting strung up like that, he started, like, kicking around, and they thought at first, you know, it was just acting, and then they thought is because of the way he was hanging 
And it wasn't that. It wasn't either one of those things. It's because he was afraid of heights. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's so some of his real reactions is because he was afraid of the height. Not because he was getting hung or anything. That's fucking wild. Yeah, and I was like, wow, what a fucking reaction that is. Because, you know, rightfully so, they were worried about his safety. But it's like, oh, that's it? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I mean, that sucks, but... It's a good payoff. Yeah. <laughs> it works. It's kind of brutal the way it, that he gets it, too. It overall looked good. It, like, her setting it up kind of beggars belief a little bit. Oh, right, right. It's like, yeah, just suspend your disbelief a little bit. But, that, you know, the payoff's not bad. But it's the, just yeah. like, ah, okay. I'll let her have that one. See, and that's the thing. Like, it's not that believable, but I don't know if it's any more believable if she would have set up, like, a counterweighted trap. Right. With, like, a weight falling out of a tree to fucking hoist him up when she gets the noose around or something. Something like that. But, but yeah, it's like, how believable is that all that, too? Right. I'm like, she, she, <laughs> she hasn't made herself shit. out to be fucking Rambo or anything. No, man. Yeah. It's like, city girl. They would have they needed more setup for that. Yeah, we need more background to that. Um, we need a montage. <laughs> that shit. <laughs> Oh, uh, what's after him is... Oh, I got all this written down. Yeah, yeah, Johnny's after that. Johnny's so after. She seduces him, right? Basically to come back to take a hot bath and all that shit. Well, first she... Oh, because fucking, she's got the gun. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. The gun yeah, on. yeah, yeah, you're right. So she's got the gun. She even shoots at him to, like, strip down. He strips down. He starts gaslighting her is what he does. Mm-hmm. She hands the gun over, and then she's like, I really, you know... Like I said, she's using her sexuality to seduce him, to drop his guard. Well, she she's offers making that him think bath. that he's in control, too. Yes. Yeah. When, but she has the plan the entire time. Yeah, exactly. Like she's she's smart. She's She knows what she's doing. Well, she's fucking shooting, like, you don't know how close they are to town, and fucking gunshots travel. She starts shooting off. People might come and find out before she gets a chance to get the other ones. Yeah, so it's like, hey, let me chill out for a minute. <laughs> I got another plan. <laughs> yeah. So she offers to uh, take it to the bath, like hot bath, right? And they have some dialogue where he's in the tub, she's naked, and she's putting her hair up and whatnot. And then she finally sits down in the tub and splashing him on his chest and giving him all, you know, rub and tug and all that good stuff. And then she reaches down and she's got a, a blade. And in the midst of her massaging his member, she mutilates him. It takes him a second to realize what happened. You see the blood pool. She locks him in the bathroom so he can fucking bleed out. She's got, like, classical music playing. She's burning his clothes and his boots and whatnot. And at some point, she puts him in the basement or on the stairs of the basement. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty fucking good scene when yeah. she just, like, cuts, gets up, leaves, locks the door, and just puts on music and just chills out and waits to waits to hear it's him like, stop struggling. Yep, exactly. Let him let him struggle in there. And all you hear is his fucking yelling and like, it's fucking really well done. And you know, if, if you're using your imagination and, and trying to put yourself not in his predicament, just in her place, and imagining like the sounds and what you're trying to do to block out what's happening in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's like, just let that shit be over so I can get rid of your dumb ass. Like, you have to hear enough to know when he's done for. Right, but also enough to mask mm-hmm. his screams and whatnot. Yeah, that's a nightmare, but... Now, did you see him breathe when he was on the... Uh, yeah, I mean, you can see the bubbles, and I mean... <laughs> it's like, okay, bro. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, he's trying. He's trying. He's trying. All right, uh, the third ones after that is because of... Johnny's wife and the kids, mm-hmm. she had seen them earlier when she was, like, stalking him or whatnot, is they're out there waiting for him. And she's, like, her his wife, that is, is telling the other two guys, like, where the fuck is he at? You fucking good for nothing. Why yeah. you always just hanging around here? Dead get beats. out of here. I'm going to fucking get beat out of skulls. here. Get the fuck out of here. You know, that shit. And so they do. And so they take their boat out and run up on her. And what, what does she do? She winds up going out. And confronting that one guy, she swims out to him. Yeah. Because he's on the boat. She pushes him over. And the guy that she pushes over is Stanley. Because he's the one, like, mm-hmm. earlier was telling her. 
you know, put in her mouth and all that stuff. And because of that, she's like circling him now. Kind of like they were. Yes. Taunting him. And Finally, then, homie gets fucking pissed yeah, off on the Yeah, his buddy Andy's the guy who is a harmonica player. Yeah. Because he, he's just uh, peeking out for a little bit. Yeah, because he's off and hiding. He, he's trying to make it seem like he's not around, like he left going to the city and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But he's got an axe, and she uh, <laughs> rides a boat right at him. And, all right, now, if I were him, but I don't want to be him, but if I were him, I would have thrown that fucking axe at her. <laughs> I would have been more effective with it in some way than he was. Because you I'm already not seen quite them sure how, but. throwing knives and shit earlier. I mean, that that should have been a setup for something other than them playing some dumbass game. Because he, like, swings at her as she's coming at him. Dude, yeah, what the hell did you do? He and he with. misses so bad that he lands the fucking haft against the edge of the fucking boat Dumb. and knocks it out of his own hands, and it just rattles into the boat. It's like, oh. Sweet score. <laughs> if he would have swung it just like a baseball bat. Yeah. Would have been some major damage. Or, like, because of the shape of an axe, if he would have just used it to, like, hook the edge of the boat and pull it against the shore. Gotcha. Yeah. Got I him. mean, I know she's got the outboard, but all he's got to do is angle that fucking, the front into the shore. <laughs> None of that happened. <laughs> None of that happened. Or just, like, not been a dumbass and let go of it. Oh, what a dumb fuck. Yeah, so what does he do after that? Because she circles back out. He tries to swim out to his buddy because he's struggling. Mm-hmm. He gets all naked and shit <laughs> to his buddy. And uh, before he can do much, she winds up swinging and hitting him in the back with the axe and fucks him up. That's it for him. Once again, another scene that would have benefited from somebody with better special effects yeah, per view on this movie. Because it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you get what they're trying to do. I am curious how they made it, but it was extremely obvious that that wasn't skin no. or like anything but like a void behind it. <laughs> like, Yeah, I don't know. It would have been neat kind of seeing how they pull mm-hmm. some of this stuff off, but yeah. It, it, it could have used a, a more refined hand will so andy is the third guy to die in the bunch and then stanley is the one who's left and uh she basically pulls up to him and he's holding on to you know the outboard motor and he uh he's he's talking to her like don't kill me i don't want to die she tells him suck it bitch (laughs) cranks that motherfucker on him and uh the propellers get him disembowel him he's left out there in the lake and she kind of speeds away and that is that that's the movie basically what a fun time. I know, right? So, hour 40, 100 minutes. It was interesting. I, I did pull up an article earlier because <clears throat> I wanted to look up some information on the budget. So, depending on which source you use, I, I tend to like to use either Wikipedia or the movie database. And the movie database has this at like $300,000 budget. I'm like, I don't know about that. Fucking where? <laughs> exactly. And then another site... If you use Wiki, it's like eighty thousand. It's like okay, that sounds that big. makes more sense. That sounds more more like um, Last House on the Left's budget, right? Mm-hmm. Makes more sense. Okay, so that's what I did. I found a, a site. It's called DiabolicMagazine.com, and it's Day of the Woman, Feminist Revenge, Exploitation, etc., etc., etc. So I got some information off this. This is actually pretty cool. So we talked about this being I spit on your grave. Now the original title of the film was day of the woman. Right. Right. That's how it was released in 1978. Didn't really fare well at the box office. It wasn't until a few years later, specifically in like 1981. That's when an exploitation producer and distributor by the name of Jerry gross gave it a wide release, right? He put it back in theaters and he retitled it. And there was a couple of different names for that retitle. And one of them was the rape and revenge of Jennifer Hill. Okay. And the other one was on the nose. Yeah. And the other one was, I hate your guts. Right. Before they settled. I kind of prefer the on the nose one. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Before they settled on, I spit on your grave. And this is kind of interesting. It was named after a Michel Gost's 1959 film noir, which was in turn an adaptation of Boris Vian's 1946 crime novel. I took some French, but I'm still probably going to butcher this. It's called J'irai cracher sur vos tombes, like I spit on your tombs. Okay. 
which that makes a little bit more sense. I spit on your tombstone. Yeah. And I was like, mm. <coughs> tombs, graves. Mm -hmm. But that's how they got the name. And that's why they settled on it. Now, Mayor Zarkai, the director, he wasn't hip on that name. He didn't really like that name. So Guess what? It's such a good name. Yeah. I mean, because it, it stands out. Mm -hmm. I spit on your grave. Like, what the fuck? That sounds kind of menacing or, okay, exploitative. Anyway, it conjures an image, at least for me, it does. That's a top-tier horror name. Oh, it's That's great. up there with... It's great for marketing's sake, too. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Just gleaning a little bit of that. Now, here's you something... Sorry, one, no, one last thing cool. with that name cool. is it also immediately thinks makes me think of another top-tier name, a movie that we need to cover... Sooner rather than later, mm -hmm. drag me to hell. Oh, dude, I love that movie. But, like, also a top tier name. Yeah, dude, drag me to hell. That sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I Spit on Your Grave just reminds me of that kind of name. Yeah. It's, it's this weird declarative statement that you're wondering, like, why? John dies at the end. Yes. Very, like you said, declarative. And, okay, well, why are you giving us the end of the fucking the movie. Mm -hmm. Why are they <laughs> like, spitting on your grave? Yeah. Who are you dragging to hell? Yeah. And I like that. I like that. It, it, are they actually going to get dragged to hell? It leaves you with questions more so than answers. Mm -hmm. And that's the fun of it. Yeah. It makes, gives it more of an allure, you know, it becomes intriguing. So I like that. Now here's something that whatever happened to Solange. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. What exactly happened to Solange? <laughs> um, what I was going to say, this is kind of cool. In retrospect, too. So there was two huge critics of this film. And... I'm going to say there were probably more than two. Well, these were probably the, the more prominent of all of, mm -hmm. you know, the reviewers or critiques or critics at this point. Is you had these two guys out of Chicago. You might have heard of them. One's Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel, of course. But this is kind of funny is one of them proclaimed that it was a vile bag of garbage. That was Roger Ebert. And uh, Gene Siskel, he also, uh, he led a misguided campaign against this film. So they both, like I read a little bit of what they had to say about it, and they both came away with the fact they just felt like this was glamorizing the rape and torture of a woman. So I think they missed the point entirely of the film because they were more hung up about what they were seeing visually than what the film was trying to say mm -hmm. in terms of its um, narrative. Because of that, it kind of had the Streisand effect <laughs> oh, yeah. because, because it ran in like a really nice theater in Chicago. It was like a United Artists theater okay, that housed yeah, like yeah. 11,000 or not 1,100 plus people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. It ran for, I think six days and then the owner shut it down. Cause he's like, I, I didn't see it. I just, you know, whatever. So there was some backlash, but because of that backlash too, you know, it'd be word of mouth mm -hmm. and it made more people go see it. And I just read recently that um, because of like all these bootleg copies of it and, you know, edited versions, et cetera, et cetera. So by the time it hit the video market, about 20 million people worldwide had probably seen this film because of that, you know? So it's, it's kind of interesting, like how it has this unique way of, of getting notoriety Right. Well, I, it's funny. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and one of the hosts was mentioning that he grew up in Britain with the Video Nasties list. And he's like, yeah, it was the list of all the movies you wanted to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, I, uh, what, yeah. did it, what, uh, happen, uh, what happens in this for it to get on this list? I have to see it. Yes. Why is it on this list? <laughs> yeah. Once again. Yeah, so it basically was just like, oh, thank you for compiling this list of movies that I need to watch. Um, and apparently it actually wasn't that hard to see them. Yeah, I mean, you, we talked about the fact that there were certain countries, like uh, specifically Germany and like at the time it would have been Czechoslovakia and some other, you know, Eastern European countries. These films would pick up distribution, you know, because of some of the way the, the laws work, like you can't make these kind of films in those countries, but they would distribute them to other countries mm -hmm. for money, I would imagine. But that's usually how people got co copies of it. It was usually through like a, a German or Czechoslovakian or some kind of unique cut of it. I think I have to re-listen to it, and I think I'm I'm going to almost for sure get 
like some info wrong, but I think he was saying that that ban, they basically only really applied it to like, uh, like first runs in theaters and stuff. Uh, yeah. And like when it came to like VHSs, like nobody was going around and checking out every fucking rental place oh, to no, make sure you didn't you? have that shit. No, how could you? And so different rental places would just Probably you know already have it. Import a copy and fucking Good rent to it. Go. Good to go. It's like, do I need to make a unique custom slip for this? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but so far, so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. I won't say, it, I don't know, it's kind of hard to say in a, in a sense. There's a unique way of, of how those films were handled and, you know, like I said, distributed and how you had to kind of get your hands on them. Because now it's, you know, it's easy peasy. Super There's easy. so many fucking sites you can stream from and mm-hmm. buy these films from. But at a certain point, it wasn't quite available to that extent. That's why I say there's a unique attachment to it because of that allure alone. Plus putting them on a video nasties list. I mean, the very first time I ever watched Cannibal Holocaust back in college was simply because I knew of the history behind it. Yeah, likewise. Like, I knew of its notoriety for being a video nasty or banned movie and just for being like a snuff film, you mm-hmm. know? So I was like, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm curious enough to why I want to see it. And why is it, you know, held in this esteem for that reason? Back on my original Xbox, I bought Manhunt simply oh, because dude. when it dropped, it was banned in like 30 countries. Yeah, and I and it was Rockstar, it. <laughs> and I was like, I trust Rockstar. Dude, Rockstar games, yeah. So I'm like, fun. I'm into horror, and... Like, 30 countries just banned it. I'm going to get my fucking hands yeah, on this game. Yeah, that shit was fucking wild when it came out. It was awesome. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. still pretty fucking baller. Of course it is. It was unique. It's still unique, considering. But once again, it kind of shows the power that film can have. Because and once the end effect can have. Right. And it's like, once again, because it is film. It's like, these people aren't... This is not really happening to them. They're portraying mm-hmm. these events that seem realistic because, you know, at some point I would imagine they made an agreement like, hey. Because they should if they're doing their job right. Right, I mean, like, exactly. It's like they're they're acting. They know what they signed up for. At some point there were probably conversations about how they're going to pull this off, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and it's not to glamorize things. It's not to, you know, like, hey, we're doing this to, you know, like shock you. It's like, in a sense, yes, but it's to shock you to a realization of, what people are capable of doing Mm -hmm. and like so once again is they didn't do a great job of doing it but they at least showed you like oh one of these guys has a fucking family right you know it it could be somebody like that who's capable of doing something like this with his buddies or whatever you know Mm -hmm. so it follows in line with what we did last week it makes sense in a in a way where it's like yeah this is a little bit more on the realistic side of horror i don't know i i think that's about all i got for this one no, it's it was fine. cool to revisit. Um, like I said, I gleaned a little bit more information, which I thought was kind of neat. I didn't realize like how it actually got its name. And now, if I'm not mistaken, the director, Mayor, he said that, that after it's run as I Spent on Your Grave, now everything that it re- releases along with that title has to have AKA Day of the Woman attached oh. to it. Yeah, so if you own a copy post 1980-something, Wild. Chances okay. are it's going to be in the title somewhere. Gotcha. Yeah, so I thought huh. that was kind of cool. That's neat. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah, so it, it's got me kind of curious about the remakes, because I know one of them has uh, one of the gals from, what was it, the 420 movie we did, where they're out in the woods. 420 Massacre? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it was 420 Massacre. <laughs> She's like the lead in one of them. No shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's the final girl, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Kind of short brunette. You should have been the stoner. She was the best. Yeah, she was awesome. But not her. <laughs> not her. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm kind of curious. But nonetheless, nonetheless. Um, yeah, By the way, fun. the movie 420 Massacre had only one character that was a through a and through stoner. stoner. Yeah, everybody else is just kind of casuals. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Whatever. Uh, so, next week, Prevenge, right? Yeah, That's what we landed yeah. on? Yeah, we did. You're right. Which I know n- almost nothing about other than the fact that it's a revenge flick, That's right? That's fun. Yes. Because it's in the title, but... but... That's about the extent I know of it. I have had it on my list on Shutter for fucking... It seems like forever now. Just never got around to watching it. 
And I've seen people say good things about it. Likewise. I know it gets enough pretty that good praise. Yeah, enough that like I've got curious. Same here. And hence why we're probably, I would say probably, we're, we're going to do it. It might have nothing in line with these last two revenge movies. That's okay. Prevenge, we'll see. <laughs> but we're going to find out. I'm excited to check it out. I am too. So subscribe, all that good shit, so you can listen to that. Absolutely. Remember the Patreon, patreon.com slash fried square. For a dollar, dude? <clears throat> I'd buy that for a dollar. I know, right? Damn. And Prevenge next week. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Followed by Martyrs. <laughs> Fun's going to be <laughs> subjective on that one. Followed by something to probably, probably dampen uh, the blows. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure that out when we get to it. Uh, I'm Tyler. I'm Danny. Fried Squirms. Out. Hi, everybody. Tyler here. If you like the podcast, please hit subscribe however you're listening to us right now. Also, if you could rate and review us however you're listening to us, or preferably over on Apple Podcasts, that'd be super cool as the entire world is ran on algorithms and we want to be all up in them. Uh, We highly appreciate it whenever you tell all your friends about us. If you have any suggestions, comments, questions, want us to put eyes on your current independent horror project, you can always contact us, squirmcast at gmail.com, or you can contact us through our website, www.friedsquirms.com. Scroll through our entire back catalog there, or click the links up at the top as we are part of the Earverm Podcast Network, uh, and would love it if you went and checked out some of our sister shows. Uh, The easiest way to keep track of things across the entire network is to go over to that website. That's earverm.com, E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. You can search for us across all the social medias. If you type in Fried Squirms, we should be what pops up. Not going to give you all those ats. So, with all of that in mind, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, peace.